I had a most fascinating conversation with um, this young lady the other day, and she's a very she was she's new to the city, very beautiful girl. Literally, everybody wants her, and we we're having a, a great conversation. And she was telling me she was like, for me, the hardest thing is that in life there's a shortcut. Yeah. And the shortcut is sleep with him, dress like this, and you get whatever you want right now. Yeah. It is It is literally a proverbial deal with the devil. It's, it's ridiculous, man. It reminds me of that Kanye line when it said, this girl says she's trying to get into the school. The director says, take those glasses off and get in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that wild, bro? Yo, what's good, everybody? It's Hafiz. Chris, the star of the show, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back. And we have some news for you guys. For the year 2022, we are officially launching our Life Happens Offline Tour. And our first stop is going to be in my home city of Atlanta, Georgia, Saturday, March 5th. At 8 p.m., guys, you saw the highlights from the Dallas tour. You saw how much fun it was on the Dallas show. You saw how much fun it was. You do not want to miss this live show experience. Link is in the description below. Roommatesatl.eventbrite.com. Get your tickets. I would love to see you there and be able to meet you in person. Hot Nana. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited about Hot Nana. Really Trying to see what who gonna wear the best attire because yeah. you know you know Atlanta be uh be flashy with it so I'm excited to meet the people man yeah no I think it's I think it's I think it's great man I think there's um with the live show experience I think people who don't go miss out on really understanding what we're trying to create mm-hmm. I was hitting up uh, our guy Lewis the other day and I was asking him I was like are you doing a uh, some of the greatness this year. Yeah. He's like, yo, that's a goal, but you never know with the whole situation. Yeah. And I was like, bro, people who have not experienced <laughs> that summit of greatness, like that kind of environment, that space, that event, that energy is so contagious. Yeah. And I love the live show because I think we kind of created a bit of that. Yeah. Um, and and I just think it's it's a once in a lifetime experience that if you miss out on it, man. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that was like the the countless conversation I was having. Just like one, I wasn't expecting to laugh that much. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting to learn. Well, not expecting to learn, but like yeah. they weren't expecting just that type of environment and energy. Yeah. You know, like I think, you know, going to work and sometimes going at home, dealing with some of the issues that people face when you get around people that's all trying to do better that all are, you know, really dress well, they look good and they all helping each other out. I think it just gave that newfound energy. Like, man, I I haven't felt like this in a long time, probably since college, you know? So it was just really good um, to really create that environment for those people and to see, you know, people laughing, talking, you know, exchanging business information, networking, and, you know, till this day, we I still get DMs about, you know, man, thank you. I can't wait to the next event. So, you know, I'm excited, man. Yeah. I'm excited. Get your tickets, guys. Do not miss out. What's been going on with you? Oh, man, just learning, bro. Just yeah. learning. Just uh, really just be, um, just continue to feed myself in, in, in the word and in, in books. Um, that's, that's really it, man. Just, you know, really just feeding that, uh, all that desire that I have in me mm-hmm. and really just, um, continue to just feed myself, man, yeah, just learn yeah, it and yeah. gain as much knowledge as possible so I can apply to to my life moving forward because there's so much knowledge out there that is begging for us to learn. Um, so you got to make time to really uh, learn that stuff and, and, and apply it to your life. What yeah. about you? Nah, man, I think first and foremost, I got to say, you know, I, I'm grateful for Aaron Rodgers and all the years he put <laughs> into helping build the, room, uh, the roommates, the Packers. But man... That was, I feel like my heart's been broken so many times. It, I was hurt, but I wasn't really that hurt. Wow. Um, because you don't understand, man. 
I retired from watching football in the year 2011 because I said the problem with sports, in my opinion, was you watch it every year, and no matter if you win or lose, you still want to watch it again. And it's an endless loop. I said, no, I'm going to end the loop. If we win a championship, I'm retired. Yeah. So I pray to God. I honestly even watch the championship. It's a long story. Mm. Packers won a championship 2011. I retired. <laughs> I rarely, I probably watched them maybe 20 times since then. Mm-hmm. But every time I've watched them, it's been in the playoffs. Yeah. Against the mother 49ers. <laughs> and every time we lose. Yeah. Four times he's lost to them. And what made me mad the most, this is why if he watches and he gets mad at me, it is what it is. <laughs> this is why I get so mad at Aaron Rodgers. It's expectations and reality. Yeah. You cannot tell me you are the baddest man in the planet. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot tell me that you are the best ever. And then you have the ball. Game tied. Four minutes left. Mm. You drive down the field. You ice the clock. It's over. You cannot tell me you have the ball and you go three and out. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Can't go. You don't. You don't tell me that. And then Jimmy G gets the ball. He drives them down the field. <laughs> he gets them in field goal a field goal range, and they win. How is that possible? Is <laughs> it shouldn't have happened? And I and I, I ain't watched the whole game, but when I look at the stat sheet, and I didn't even I didn't see Jimmy G didn't even score a touchdown. He didn't even score a touchdown, so it wasn't even like a miracle performance from him. It was literally set up on a on a platter for the. I didn't watch the game because I expected Green Bay to win. Yeah, it, it was expected for them to win. Yeah, and it, it that yeah that's inexcusable. Like you can't be you know top five quarterback going three and out four minutes left to win a game, go to the NFC Championship game, and especially to the 49ers who I mean they're solid, but they they yeah. not the Chiefs. They're not that <laughs> man. And, what, and I don't care what people say. Oh, the. Cause, you know, we got the the the, uh, the punt blocked in the last minute. I don't care about that. Yeah. Aaron had the ball. There's nothing more you ask for. This is what you this is what you've been playing for your whole life. You had the ball in your hands. Yep. First and ten on the 30-yard line. You had the ball. You could have drove down the field and you didn't do it. But we're not here to talk about Aaron Rodgers today. And for them California kids, man, it was cold up there. You got the you at the 49ers That's beat you in the cold they, weather. You had oh, these 49ers nah. dudes come to your home. I'm just like, bro, the frozen tundra ain't no frozen tundra no nah, more. Nah, 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 nah. We sipping mimosas, nah. Goodness gracious. Anyway, but what what what's been going on with me recently, man, is um I've been, what I've realized, especially with the podcast, because, you know, I'm trying to handle multiple businesses and all this, that, and the third, and doing a decent job and sucking some days, doing better than other days. There's, there's three people that come into my mind when it comes to the podcast and what we're doing, because right now we are in a, uh, a, a, a low point. Mm-hmm. And... Business is lean years and fat years. Yeah. Lean months and fat months. It was like this last year. Yes, it was. And so so the first perspective to me that's gone on was like, when you're running a business, you cannot panic during bad months because you don't know what the good months have in store for you. 100%. You know, like last January, I remember... This time, being in Florida, being very, very upset this time because it was the lowest month in a long time. And my thing is, I hate regression. Yeah. And so I remember being upset, but not knowing what was going to happen in April yeah. with the Canis, with the OnlyFans, and how that blew us up and took us to another level. So you don't know what tomorrow has in store for you, but you so you can't panic today. But at the same time, you cannot live off of yesterday. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that's the thing I think um, when men be- start becoming successful, especially if you're in an entrepreneurial sense, if you have a a, a salary position, whether if you're like an engineer, a doctor, a lawyer, and you have a position where, generally speaking, you don't go backwards in salary. 
Yeah, general. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, you you do rest off of yesterday, meaning that once you get this job, and you're decent at the job. As long as you got it five years ago, you'll still be good 10 years ago. As yeah. long as you're, you know, obviously this, you know, park catastrophe. But when you're in that entrepreneur space, what you did yesterday doesn't matter today. And what you got to do, especially as a musician, I view being a creator as a musician. That's how I view it. Mm-hmm. You have to give the people hits today. Yeah. And continuously give them hits. And you got to continuously give them hits. Mm-hmm. And that's what the greats do. The greats give them hits every year. You give them something. Know somebody who I am extremely impressed with him as a musician. One of your favorites. He has one of your favorite songs. I'm, I'm curious if you can get him. Guess Kodak who Black. Get. Kodak Black. It was easy. Come on, man. Listen, man. <laughs> it was I wasn't. I was in a club a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I I heard a song. I said, "This is the song. This is this is a smash hit. Yeah. <laughs> this is a smash hit." I was looking for that song for weeks. Yeah, typing stuff in over and trying over again. Trying to find it out. Trying to Should've find out who me, it was. Man. I knew what the song was. <laughs> and I was like, man, I was looking it up. And I was like, man, was that was that forty two Dugs? Who 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 was in that, who was in that song? Yeah, yeah. And then next thing I know, Uncle Shannon posted a clip. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's the song. That's the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. look it up. It's your boy Kodak, man. Kodak, man. Kodak. Super Gremlin. Yes. That's a hit. It's a hit, man. It's boy, that hit. song, man. And have you heard it in the club? Yeah. I haven't heard it in the club. Man. I know it goes crazy in the club, bro, but it go different. crazy in my car. So it's I know it go crazy bro. in the club. It's different, man. <laughs> If one of those songs is just different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't felt that way since Throw Baby, man. <laughs> when I heard it, I was like, oh, this is a hit. It's a hit. Yeah. Super Gremlin is a hit. Kodak Black, mm-hmm. you would think he's not that. Yeah. But he gives you hits every time he comes outside. Every time. Every time. Like real life. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Co- I, bro. This might sound crazy, but Kodak might be up there with Lil Baby and the Baby, bro. And Gunna. Yeah, I mean, as far as quality hits, yes. I don't know if impact on culture, but Not, quality hits, yeah. He, yeah, like song for song, Kodak, Kodak, his his top five can run with a lot of top five <laughs> people. Like real, especially in that 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 uh those kind of rappers. Yeah. His top five is hard to beat. I'm 100%. like when, when you really think about it, I'm like, man, I'm like, there's a lot of Kodak songs that I feel. Yeah, Bodak Yellow, Callin' My Spirit, ZZ, No Flocking. No Flocking. I mean, What's yeah, the yeah. one with the uh when you talk about Donald Trump? That one goes so hard. Donald Trump. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember that one. Uh, it's with that girl. That girl's in it too. I don't know that one. If I went to DC, I probably spar spar. Oh, spar! Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. not that's not his song. Oh, oh, damn! It's, 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 not, his, it's not his song. Oh man! But yeah. he's featured on that song. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So he did amazing on that song. He did amazing <laughs> man, on that song. So, so yeah, but you're right. But yeah, that man, that man, Kodak man. Yeah, no, nah, he 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 he. That's that's how you know you you are you are good. You yeah. you are talented if you can come back and continuously give hits. And and that's the thing about Kodak, man. Say what people people can say whatever they want. That man is consistently giving hits. Yeah. Consistently. And yeah. And, and, and it's different. Yeah. Each song is different. It's not the same. I'm just like, man, this man is, is really talented. Yeah. He may look crazy, respectfully, <laughs> Kodak. But it's it's yeah. a lot of talent and creativity in there that you can't help but to respect, especially yeah. if you're a creator. Oh, yeah. If you don't respect Kodak. To me, you a hater. <laughs> you a hater. Yeah, nah. So, so upon thinking about that, I'm like, man, like, there comes a time as a as an as an artist where you where the people want more from you. Yeah, and they want they want okay, what's that new smash single? Yeah, and I feel like this is how I feel. You know, I'm always insecure about myself as a as a creative individual. I, I feel I feel Fetty Wappish sometimes. Fetty Wappish. You know what I mean? <laughs> People don't forget, man, Fetty gave us an uh, amazing summer. He really did. No, he had the game on lock. He had control over it. You know, and I feel like there was a time, like we, we, we've given so many classic conversations. 
Yeah. Um, that just till today, men stop st- will stop us for it. And to me, it's just like, but right now, the streets is like, what do you have? Mm-hmm. And is and and what's and what's easy is that you feel good because of what you've done. Yeah. But you got to recreate that and you got to go back to that place. Yeah. To me, it's like a, like Rocky three mm. or Creed two. It's like, you got to get to a place where you were hungry again. Mm. And that's the thing I think about when somebody was talking about why a lot of um, rappers no, Andrew Schultz explained it where he said a lot of, Comedy comedians, their first stuff is always the best. Because he made two points. He said, first, your first stuff is the best because you spent so much time on your first stuff mm. and you were the hungriest when you put out your first stuff. Yeah. Then later on, you have less time to turn around projects and you're less hungrier because you have all this and you got yeah more opportunities now you got movies you yeah. got netflix you got all kinds of other stuff yeah yeah so when you think about like respectfully uh, one of my favorite albums ever don't was it don't was brian's album called, called don't no nah, trap soul trap soul what the hell i call it don't, don't i mean don't is the is the, a, the is it yeah trap soul my favorite album of all time you haven't you haven't seen nothing close ever since <laughs> yeah yeah true and and so to me it's just like as a when you're creating you have to give them that but to but Bryson made trap soul you know struggling baby mama issues you know trying to take care of his daughter and there was so much creative energy there and i and i feel like man to to give them back what they wanted you have to take yourself to a place where you may not be at this moment yeah, or or whatever you're going through, you have to go into that, like you said, in that same kind of environment and speak about your new issues. Yeah. You know, like we don't want to hear repetitive things mm-hmm. sometimes. So it's like whatever you're going on in life at that time, you know, if it if it sounds good, you can still make it work. <clears throat> but yeah, I think I think you know that comfort come in, that less drive and hunger comes in. They maybe they focus on on different things coming in. And yeah, the unfortunately the fans suffer for that. And if you don't feed the fans, you will eventually get lost. And it's like now you has been, you're not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if those starts creeping to your head, now you got to fight that new identity. And I knew there's all kinds yeah, of stuff that yeah. go wrong. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I think that's a that's a challenge with a lot of creators, a lot of artists uh, in that sense, um, because you know trying to find that that you know, that new hit again, Yeah. you know, and, and really continue to push through that new hit and, and find some more inspiration. I think finding inspiration is hard too. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of people, that's what, that's what even they say, even about the big ones. It's like, you know, their, their problems seem so unrealistic or so like so crazy to us because they are, they're trying to find new ways to express those problems yeah. and to us it's like it's even it's unrelatable at this point yeah you know i mean like shoot you get your problem is you can't gas up the jet on time yeah, it's like yeah. brother like why are you even complaining about that yeah. <laughs> yeah no that makes sense and so i think that's the space i'm in with the show is like you know a lot of a lot of questions there's a lot of you know a lot of behind the scenes stuff that you know a lot of people may not be aware of but that's a, it's like how do you give the people that Especially when the especially when you're trying to grow. Yeah. But they they want that old. Yeah. You know, I can only imagine like future is stuck in a caricature of himself. Yeah. Because people want that kind of future. Yeah. People I love Toxic Future. Mm. I don't if I don't reborn again future don't even sound appealing to me. (laughs) We need we need like stay toxic, brother. Yeah. But that that hurts him personally, yeah. you know. So obviously, the other side of me is like, nah, brother. I want you to have a wife, a family, kids. You know, yeah. be born again and do do what you gotta do. You know, we'll we'll live off your own memories, brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I think that's another space when you're creating is like, so many of the guys, because I, I I feel like one of the things for me is that 
I grew out of a lot of things when people found me. Mm-hmm. So for example, like I feel like if we would have if we would have taken off in 2017-18 I would have had a lot more time to go through a lot more and share a lot more. Mhm. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. But so, yeah, cuz I I know the backstory. Yeah. So yeah. so but now going through what we went through and and you know getting this success quote unquote later is like my life changes so much that certain conversations and certain things that will get views or are interesting or is engaging is not is like you're past that in life. Yeah, you're not focused on that. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think uh and I don't want to bore people too much with the business talk, but I think even when people when people are understanding like some of the content stuff, it's like some people know how to make money really well. I, I, I was talking to somebody about this when it, when they were talking. Um, Logan Paul, really love that podcast, man. Man, it's so much fun. Impulsive. <laughs> Logan Paul and his buddies, they were talking about um, what does it mean to be a good YouTube, make a good YouTube video. Mm. And then the, the um, one of the guys' name was George. He was like, Yo, I make really great YouTube videos, but and but you know, it doesn't do well. And and he's talking about algorithms and all type of things that we complain about. And Logan was like, How can it be really good if it doesn't do well? Mm. And then George was like, Yeah, you know, George, it was it's a good back and forth. But Logan's point was like, part of being a good YouTuber is understanding how YouTube works. Yeah. And knowing what works and doing what works. So the argument is, well, the algorithm wants this. Well, part of being good is being good at the game that's needed to be played. Doesn't mean that you're... So he separated it from... It's one thing to be a good communicator. Another thing to be a good communicator on TikTok. You can be a great... There's plenty of guys who are great communicators, but they don't know how to do it for TikTok. Yep. You can be a great, you know, videographer, but are you a great videographer for YouTube? You have to understand the platform and adjust to the platform. And so Logan's point was that to be good at YouTube, you must know the platform, understand the platform, and do what the platform wants. You have to play the game accordingly, whether or not you want to play it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can complain about that you shouldn't have to play the game like that. But but the algorithm and the platform doesn't care. The audience doesn't care. So I think that's a space where I think the fundamental challenge is a lot of guys I know, they understand that and they're willing to play. Yeah. 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 And it depends on also on the audience too. It's like especially if your audience is watching something that you necessarily don't want to make your YouTube channel about, mm. then it's even harder, yeah. you know? So it's like you fighting the algorithm and you're fighting the audience that the algorithm is showing, yeah. you know, uh, it as well. And that's always a, a tricky part, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, it, to me, it's a choice on the creator, yeah. you know? So it's like either you play that game and yeah, you can you learn the game, play it well. And you may, if you want the success as far as the numbers and the revenue and all those things, then yeah, it's gonna be some sacrifices you have to make. But if you want to change your audience, if you want to get out of that algorithm that you're stuck in, then you have to make some you know long-term adjustments and kind of just ignore the numbers and just push through to get into a whole new algorithm, yeah. you know, and attack a whole new audience um, and, and play it that way. So I think that's that's really what the, the, the challenge is about YouTube. Like you don't want to get stuck in that algorithm box because if you stuck in that algorithm box, it's gonna continue to show, you know, whatever audience. Yeah. And, and that's the that's the the hard part, you know. Even for me, it's like I watch, I see what the audience watch, and I'm like, fam, like I'm past all the stuff that y'all watching right now. Yeah. Like all these channels y'all watching right now, it's like I I I don't I'm past all of this, yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's like you know what 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 YouTube channel I'm watching and where their audience is watching and how can I put myself in that algorithm yeah. versus just uh you know just seeing what what 
with the algorithm audience that I have and just trying to manage that. Eh, nah, I don't want to do that no more. <laughs> no, that makes that makes sense, and I think I think that's that's a space where another thing I was I was thinking about. You know, as we're growing up and as we're transitioning, um, a lot of how can I say this? A lot of um, older guys are not watching YouTube as much. No. YouTube is a young a young guy young guy thing see super young guy thing. you know my, most of my friends my age are they they're they're sending me clips like like my parents are sending me clips like bro what's going on with this i don't know what's like what's happening what are you like some people don't even know what red pill is yeah, yeah, yeah they don't know none of that stuff yeah, yeah, they don't yeah. know none of the you know these top credits that most of these young boys knowing yeah. because their mind and focus on completely other different things yeah because i i was um you know there was there were certain channels that i was watching like for example, you go to a guy like Graham Stephan, right? Yeah. Graham Stephan is a very popular financial guy, but he's a he's a general guy. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's like to be successful, you have to teach to the masses. Mm-hmm. And to teach to the masses, you have to be as g- generic and general as possible. You have to you have to teach very you know rudimentary concepts. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to kind of you know clickbaity. It's a you have to do like you have to. You have to build yourself for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my favorite podcast right now is Patrick Bed Davis podcast. Yeah. Um, but it's very niche. It is. It's very niche. You know, it may not do the crazy numbers as other shows. It's very niche, but to me, it's like it's a grown. It's a very grown show. It's a grown show. Yeah, it's I not made it. for little kids. Yeah, it's no. not made for kids. It, it, most people will find it boring. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I yeah. freaking love it. But on the flip side. There's there's not as much, you know, revenue mm-hmm. when it comes to that, and and this leads to the next part of the conversation where I was thinking about like success changes everything, and it changes expectations, and it changes expectations, changes lifestyle, changes a lot, change people around you too, yeah, exactly, yeah. and I thought about like the idea where. When a person has become successful doing A, there's this famous comedian back in the day who would smash a watermelon. Have you ever heard of him? His name was like Gallagher or something like that. Never His heard stick of him. was he take a sledgehammer and smash a watermelon. Have you seen that before, Eddie? I've heard of Gallagher. You heard of Gallagher. <laughs> you heard of Gallagher. Heard of Gallagher. <laughs> the famous comedian, you know. Um, and so what ends up happening is he makes all this money, but people love that he smashes the watermelons. Eventually, he don't want to smash the watermelons no more. He feel like he's grown from that. But then now, he has to keep up the life. Yeah, he got to pay the bills. Yeah, got to keep the you know got to keep the things going. And in order to do so, got to smash the watermelons. You know what that sounds like to me? What? Nineteen eighty-five by J Cole. Ooh, <laughs> that's exactly what that sounds like to me. You just you you have a, a stitch or a niche and you get famous off of uh off of something yeah. and not knowing that that's something you have to continuously do for the next umpteenth year to get your pills paid a hundred percent and so to me what i've noticed and this is the part going back to what we we're saying at the beginning about the you have to it's like you to be truly great you have to recreate that magic yeah in a different field exactly yeah as you grow up yeah and that's the part where a lot of people struggle with because i think about it all the time i'm like yo to take what you're doing here and you're a creator creator whatever whatever you're doing and that and that that feel that job that you're in has run out in five years. Now you have to go back to that 25-year-old self, that 25-year-old hungry self, and create something new. Yeah. And to build that up to where you can keep the bills going. Yeah. And that's the part where I find so many people, it's it's scary and it's so hard to 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 what does it say? Capture lightning in the bottle twice, something like that. So much, like yeah. And so that's the thing that that's the space I'm on when it comes to success, is that I look at a lot of people. I'm like, man, 
in 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 ten years, when all this is over, what are, what what are you where are you at next? Yeah, yeah, and most people, unfortunately, they double down. Yeah, they they double down. They go extra hard, and um, you know they they just compromise. You know that next ten years for the next two. Mm-hmm. You know, and and hopefully they'll try to figure out later. And then once it gets to the, the second year. They double down again mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate cycle and that's all they're known for. And they probably be unhappy because they're still in the space that they feel like, well, I'll just do it for two more years. and I'll be good. And I, and I can start something else and it'll pick up. Yeah. Not really. And as you double down, you just feeding the monster. You, and that monster wants to continue to see that. That's all we want to see now, 100%. you know? So now that's where you get the clickbaits. That's where you get the out of control stuff. And that's where Man. it's just, it gets, it gets worse and worse. And that's the thing, like the like you said, the true great ones know how to pivot, and that's why everybody respects the great ones. You know that that can still be great in different environments and different scenarios. And also, I think it's the most respected too, because you're not you're not just you know really just cashing in on that cow that we all know is just a facade or a mm-hmm. phase. You know, and that's the thing when people get. When people have success, they put themselves in, you know, more responsibility. They probably get, you know, a significant other. They get more bills. They get this, you know, all all these other different responsibilities. And it's like for me not to do what what I'm really not want to be known for and have to start something new and to have something new for the next 10 years equal or next two years equal up to the current revenue I'm having now. They know how difficult that is because it took them seven years to get where they are, and now they're trying to get that that next two to double that in you know the time, mm-hmm. and they they sit there and rationalize and it ain't gonna work, and mm-hmm. then you got all other people in their ear. I'm gonna do this. I need that. I want that and this and this, and they just gonna double down and start the whole vicious cycle. And now guess what they in yeah. the rat race. So I wanna I wanna I wanna I wanna stop with you where you're at right now. I wanna get back to that. So I wanna what does it say? Table that part of the conversation. I had a most fascinating conversation with um, this young lady the other day, and she's a very she was she's new to the city, very beautiful girl, literally everybody wants her, and we we're having a, a great conversation. And she was telling me she was like, for me, the hardest thing is that in life there's a shortcut. Yeah. And the shortcut is sleep with him, dress like this, and you get whatever you want right now. Yeah. It is It is literally a proverbial deal with the devil. It's, it's ridiculous, man. It reminds me of that Kanye line when it says, this girl says she's trying to get into the school. The director says, take those glasses off and get in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> wild bro yeah yeah man and and I, and i remember you know and i was and i was listening to her and she's like it, it was a really it was a really great conversation you know hopefully you know you know they will you know we'll come on to the friday show we can be able to talk about it a little bit more cool. but it was such a great conversation because i don't think people understand the 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 gravitation to that shortcut that, that shortcut is super enticing because they because they a lot of guys will shame they'll attack they'll blame the women and I, I and i understand why they feel that way because they're probably mad because they don't have that opportunity yeah but they don't realize what imagine whatever you've ever wanted there's a person at that door who can let you in to get what you wanted and you just have to do what that person says. Yeah. And you have to be who that person wants you to be. And that door will be open. Mm. Imagine the temptation for all the people right now in crappy jobs. All the people right now who are miserable, frustrated with their lives because they believe I want to do X, Y, Z, A, B, C. And there's a freaking door that somebody can open that can allow you to lead to that success. And all you got to do is do what they say. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, yo, I really commend you because of what you're feeling, because of what you're going through, because of what you're thinking, because of what you're processing. I really, it really means a lot to me. Um, 
And so I, I thought about that. And then I thought about what we were saying about the problem is once you take that door, once you, once you do the shortcuts, it comes a point when it's time to pivot. But once you, but when it's time to pivot, you're so comfortable in the life that you have. You're so comfortable with everything that you've created and everything that's going on around you that it's so flipping hard to now have to pivot, start over, go through all the hardships that you short because you went through a shortcut you didn't really experience yeah. to now navigate this next part of life. Yep. Because yeah, when you're 20 and you're and you're hot, yeah, you can get jobs that way. But then now you're in your mid to late 30s and it's not as easy just to be able to smile at somebody and get what you want. And so I thought about that as you were talking about the whole conversation and the whole point about those unique challenges. And I and I have a lot of compassion for the women because I felt that way myself. I felt that way myself where it's like, man, you know, I could double down on something that I may not stand for or I may not be in this space right now, but I know it'll make me money. Yeah. I know it'll keep the bills going. I know it will help me get to where I maybe want to be. But that's a compromising of self. Yeah. And I think to me, the as guys, I know a lot of men don't have empathy for the, those kind of women because they think they have life handed to them on a silver platter. But to constantly deal with that temptation 24-7, man, that's that's a whole other beast. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yes. People got to understand to be more empathetic and put themselves in their shoes. You know, it's it's definitely it's definitely tough, and that's why you know those women who are ignoring consistently that temptation should be admired. In my opinion, should be very well respected um, because it's it's so much easier to take the 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 easy route. You know, especially if like I mean, we could put it in perspective. A lot of these kids out here. You know, they put themselves in a bad financial position, and you look at it. They they know they have a bailout with their parents, mm-hmm. and if you know you have a bailout with your parents, you never really just develop you know like that hardship of and the value of money because you know you always have a bailout, and if you know you have a lifeline, you know you're not just gonna go hard in certain situations, and I think that with these women that are consistently like they're they're consistently offered a lifeline. Yeah. Over and over and over again. And they have to continuously say no to that lifeline and purposely go down a road that is not clear at all. Mm-hmm. That is not that's not um, just easy at all. And and they have to continuously say no to that repeatedly. And I think that once you understand that perspective, you know, you can really just admire those kind of those kind of women that is not taking the shortcut route. Cause I mean, it's to me, it's like to me, women can get money very easily. Mm-hmm. Respectfully, just I'm not saying take your clothes no. off, but what I am saying is, you know, well, that like, future line. Uh it's a lot of future take lines. Your, take your something off. That's how. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Take your take your panties and bra off. That's how I remember you. That that is a crazy line. <laughs> That's a crazy line. Yeah, king of toxicity, man. Yeah. But. Yeah, and and to consistently say you know no to that you know and and you know make their their money and their career in a different way is highly respectable. Don't mean they can have a crazy big head and be on this yeah, pedestal. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, I I think that you know like most guys don't understand you know that those those type of temptation that that women face, especially if they're attractive. Yeah, because. Going back to what you're saying, I'm I, I was literally in the space the other day where I'm like, you know, this is this is like one of our lowest months revenue wise mm-hmm. past 14, 15, 16 months. And there's there's a, a cheat code that you and I know to do 
that will double everything. It's a mm-hmm. cheat code. It's compromising to what we believe in. Mm-hmm. It's not beneficial for the audience. No. But everyone else is doing it. Yes. That's why everybody else is staying afloat. Yes. So when you have access to literally that cheat code, there's a temptation, especially when you're having to pay for new things, when you're having, when you're having to family needs help with this, when you're having to, you know, you know, plan out future and this, that, and the third, when you have all these daily pressures amongst you to be able to not tap into that Chico yeah. and to struggle through it is as a 30 plus year old individual, I feel it. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, imagine if I was like 20 something. Yeah. When you just know, hey, do this, get this. Not not if you do. No, ain't no if. You know. You know. <laughs> you do, you get. Yeah. I remember this one person was telling me that they that they um they wanted a job at this uh marketing agency. Okay. And they really wanted a job and they, you know, they've been, you know, meeting a lot of the people there. And this girl told me that like the the, the one of the the bosses was like really into her. Oh Lord, here we go. <laughs> and was like, yo, like you know, come, basically want to smash. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she was like, the hard part for me was, I want this. This is where this is a whole different conversation. But <laughs> let's take it down here. This is the part that really made me. It kind of honestly, I felt what she was saying. She said, I really want this job. The boss wants me to sleep with him. There's two ways this goes down. I sleep with him. I I know I got the job. Shortcut. But there's an alternative thing. If I don't sleep with him, he's mad. He won't hire me. I won't get hired. And I was like, that's another mother freaking beast. That... It really, it made me really mad. Like in that moment, it made me really mad because it's like, you shouldn't be rejected from an opportunity because somebody feels like they can take advantage of you. And obviously, there's other ad companies there in the world. So, you know, it's not freaking end of the world. But to me, stuff like that really pissed me off because I can see so many people are are like that. Yeah. And I was reading a book. It was called You'll Never Work in This Town Again about mm. this young 20-year-old girl in the, I think in the 70s or 80s who moved to L.A. She wanted to act. And... Basically, the phrase that she kept on getting was, do A, B, or C, or you'll never work in this town ever again. That's sick, man. You know? That's sick. That is that's un, that is low character, sick people that's taking advantage of their power, and it's, it's sickening. Because even if she says no and still get the job, her mental state at that job is forever ruined. Because yeah. now it's going to be, you have to constantly see this man that probably want still wants to sleep with you. That's probably gonna flirt with you yeah. or gonna treat you any kind of way. So it's like even that proposition being brought up just changed the entire experience of her work environment forever. Like whether she gets a job but don't get the job, it's completely skewed from the start. And to have those kind of people in power and to take advantage of it, it it is sickening and it should it should make you angry if you have a heart. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, it really, it really frustrated me because I was like, that's another, I'm sorry, that's an, that's another factor to the equation for some of these women. Yes. That is not just with some of these people, it's not just, oh, she wanted a shortcut, she wanted to do this to get this job. Sometimes it's like, not saying no one's holding a gun to her and she can't do an alternative, but for some of them it's like, either you do this or you will never get it. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to say, do it and you'll get an advantage. Or do this and you'll never get it. And I will tell all my homies in this field, don't hire you. Yeah. Because that's what the, the, the producers were doing, the Harvey, you know, the Harveys of LA were doing. And so I was like, man, that's a whole other beast 
of compromising self for success that the women go through. But then as a man, you feel it. And then you feel it. I can only imagine when you have family. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. I was like, man, like one of the reasons that really stood out to me the most was, you know, you don't you you don't want to be desperate with kids. You definitely don't want to do that because you you don't know what you're capable of. Yeah. You don't, yeah. And so it's like, man, like right now, I think for every young man who's watching this, who's 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 really trying to get better, bro, you don't want to be desperate when you have children. Cause cause I I thought to myself, I said, imagine you have a kid and you need an extra five thousand dollars to pay for maybe a medical expense, whatever it is for the kid. You don't have it. What do you do? Yeah. They need it. It's five. Th- you can't just work a job <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. And get $5,000. No. You, you might be able to drive Uber, but you drive in every single. If you drive in every night. Got to every night. And eight you gotta, hours. And you got to have amazing tips. Amazing tips. You, you can probably earn how much you think in a, a night? In a night? I mean, no more than like 100, 200 max. I don't think you're going to get more let's, than let's that. Do, let's do 150. So 150 times 10 is, is 1,500. 150 times 20 is you're not 3, making that. You're not making that 5,000 Uber, dog. <laughs> not, not, not in no time soon. You will have to literally be up every single night driving that you car have to. for over like 40-something days. Easily. Yeah, like it's you're not doing it full time. Like I'm talking about full time work and then off work. Yeah. You're not doing nothing else but driving Uber. You're trying to get five thousand dollars. And so to me, I was like, bro, the level of desperation that you just don't want to be in. And so, but the problem with being a business person and having success is that, boom, once you get gotten the success, especially when you don't manage it well, mm-hmm. your lifestyle just changes. Yeah. Then that, then you have the the lean years. Yeah, and that cheat code is just in your ear. Mm-hmm. Cheat. <laughs> just cheat. Just one more time. Just yeah. one more. Literally, that's how I be. Just just one more video, and then you good. Yeah. And then something else comes up. Just one more video. Then you good. And then that's how people get dependent. Yeah. And that's how people get caught in that circle. And 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 that's that's how other people are affected and hurt by that because. You know, they, they, when you continuously make or you continuously take shortcuts, like it may benefit you momentarily, but it's going to hurt others in the long run. Yeah. And I think that's what people have to understand and realize about cheats and the shortcuts and those, you know, getting quick rich schemes. It's like, yeah, maybe you can do it one, maybe two times. But if you are solely dependent on it, then you're going, you're setting yourself up for failure in the long run. And eventually those shortcuts get louder, they get bigger, and the consequences usually are going to be more damaging to not only yourself, but to everybody. Yeah, and it's another another part of the conversation for the men who are achieving success, because what I realized, I was explaining to somebody, I said the first year you get real money is shock money. Yeah, it's shock money. Yeah. And by shock money is that like you've never seen so much, so it's shocking. And then all of a sudden, you don't really know how to save it properly. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like, let's say you make a hundred thousand dollars for the first time. You've been making forty your whole life, made a hundred thousand, got a new job. Shocking. Shock. You end up saving twenty thousand. You did a great job. It's a dub, yeah. Twenty, you save twenty percent of income. It's twenty thousand saved, but then you realize I spent eighty. Mm-hmm. But before, I was living off of thirty-five and saving four. Yeah. But all of a sudden, I may save twenty. But how did I spend eighty? Where did the eighty go? <laughs> where, did, where did that come from? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're shocked. Yeah. Yeah, when well, you actually look back and look like, whoa, <laughs> like, 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 well, like, I wouldn't even think I was capable of spending this exactly. much money. Exactly, and yeah. so that shock money wakes you up. Yeah. But for a lot of people, 
they but after that shock, that money may not come back. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't or and also responsibilities are now here too. Mm-hmm. So don't don't let you have a kid involved. Yeah. Now now you are you shocked for yeah. real. So now you gotta continue making shock money. So you yeah. need to shock the world. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so and so that's the thing that happened to me last year was that when you get this when you uh you know have success for the first time and then you get the shock money, then all of a sudden there's certain things that you experience like People ask you, one of the things is, man, people ask me for a lot of money. People ask you for a lot of money? Yeah. You know about asking me for money. That's crazy. I didn't know people be asking you for money like that. All the time. All the time? Yeah. (laughs) Don't ask me for money. And and for me, it was like, my conscience was like, I just have so much. Why not? I just have so much. Why not? Mm. And then I literally did the math Mm. and was like, Tens of thousands went to people. Dang. And I was like, really? Mm. Yeah, you put that in perspective, then you had opportunity costs, and that 10,000 really turned to nine. Tens. Tens. No, that turned to like then multiple hundreds of thousands, honestly. And, and I'm like, don't no, factor opportunity <laughs> costs in that. <laughs> don't do and it. And I'm just like, how the hell did that, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. That's when I realized it was all a shock. Because to me, this this is how it was. Back in the day, let's say you're making thirty grand. You're making thirty grand. Somebody asks you to borrow ten dollars. It's fine. It's fine. It's ten dollars. It's ten dollars. Then all of a sudden you're making a hundred. Someone asks you to borrow twenty. Hundred. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you're making two hundred. Someone asks you to borrow two hundred dollars. You know, and then all of a sudden the numbers, you conflute, you conflu- whatever that word is, <laughs> the numbers, and then all conflate, of a sudden, conflate, yeah. conflate, thank you, Eddie. You conflate the numbers, and all of a sudden things start adding up in yep. ways you never could imagine it added, adding up. Like, for example, Jordan Peterson was coming into town, and I was like, I got to buy these tickets. So then I bought the Jordan Peterson tickets in Dallas. Then it was like, but he's gonna be in Austin, first ever show in the past three years. Mm. I gotta buy tickets for Austin. I'm just gonna drive there, come back. Boom, 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 boom. Two two purchases real quick. Next thing I know, six hundred dollars yeah. gone. Yeah. And I was just like, that was just so quick. Yeah, yeah. You do that five times, it's three thousand dollars gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Impulse spending, man. Yeah. And, and so I realized that when when a person, this is why, with the with the standard, I'm I'm creating like this uh this this program for guys who just come into money for the first time, mm. to allow them to be able to understand how to navigate it correctly. Yeah, because I I think that's something, especially when you're an entrepreneur. Especially when, you're when you have a career, you can you can you know you can be able to bounce back a little bit. When you're an entrepreneur, when you take it, when you spend during those, you know those fat years, and then you those lean years hit, bro, that can really hurt. Especially to me, what hurts the most is like when you need the money today, mm-hmm. and you know you spent it tomorrow yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that yeah that'd be the hard one. Yeah, and you gonna. Like I said, this is, we we could turn into a financial pocket, but if you're gonna spend the money, you might as well spend it into a asset investment, something, mm-hmm. you know, rather than just just BS, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and the impulse binding and buying and stuff like that. So that's that's where where you know you got to really just understand and read and educate yourself, you know, like. That's that's the biggest part because entrepreneurs, like you said, it's up and down, it's waves, there's fat months, there's really small months, so you have to always prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. But you can't you can't just save and do nothing and just you know be in a level of fear. Mm-hmm. You know you still got to be able to uh, take some you know make some decisions and to, to better yourself and your family. You got to just make the right decisions, and mm-hmm. that's that's the tricky part is making the right decisions and consistently making those right decisions. It ain't going to be perfect, mm-hmm. but you got to honestly weigh every single dollar and see, like, you know, is this a 
what's the right choice here? Is it impulse purchase? Is it a sacrifice? Is it an investment? Is it yeah, this? Is it this? Real quick, I'm sorry for cutting you off. To me, it's not even an impulse because I don't describe it as an impulse purchase. Well, no, I ain't mean about the Jordan Pearson. Well, I'm yeah. just saying like some people do just be like emotionally feeling bad and they'll just buy something oh, and yeah. make themselves feel good. I guess what I was saying was it's kind of like when you want something, mm. you don't realize the differences in when you wanted a $40 shirt and you had $40, you bought it. You felt it is what it is. You wanted a $400 jacket. You, you have $400. You bought it. But it adds up. And the I guess what I'm hopefully I'm trying to what I'm trying to convey correctly is that when you're used to when you've lived, going back to the $40,000 example, if you made $40,000 after taxes and you save five and you spend 35. You're cool. Then you make a hundred after taxes. You spend eighty. You save twenty. You still did well, but you don't realize how did I just double my living expenses? Mm-hmm. How did I go from thirty-five to eighty? Yeah, that's the part where it's like really having that grounding, that perspective, because the success does change you. Yeah, seeing that extra money in that account, it's like, okay, I'm used to living off a certain level. Now I got this, and then you start buying stuff. You're not realizing now you're just spending more. Yeah, and sometimes it's not even bad. Like, like for example, like you might be a person who your whole life you drove hoopties. Mm-hmm. That was always breaking down, always would take it to the mechanic here and there. You say, you know what? I'm tired of driving these broke-down cars. I want a reliable car. I want to spend a little bit of money. I'm not trying to, I'm not talking about no S-Class. I'm going <laughs> to buy a nice little car. Yeah. So you do something like that. Your whole life you're living in raggedy, roach-infested apartments. You know what? I want something a little bit in the... So then you don't realize when you when you start to upgrade everything, those things, it adds up. Mm-hmm. And I think to me, the whole point of this episode that is really leading me to is you have to have so much foresight in every decision that you make. Mm-hmm. And you have to have the financial foresight as well to be like, okay, what is what potentially can happen in five years with my business? Mm-hmm. How do I want to move in the next five years? How am I going to pay pay for this next five years? And to have so much foresight to be able to allow that to dictate your decisions today. Yeah. And I think that's the part where I, I think when you first come into success, you if you don't have that foresight, mm-hmm. you can lose it all qu- with the quickness. Yeah, that yeah that <clears throat> that ability to look ahead and really to to have that that foresight is is the key. And like I said, you gotta you gotta educate yourself. You gotta read these books um, because some of these books talks about those foresights and and do warn. So you got to, you, you, like I said, you got to just feed because it's a different type of success. It's a different type of wealth. And if you cross a different type of tax bracket, that's a whole new environment, a whole new game that you must learn. You, yeah, you did well in the $40,000 level. Mm-hmm. Now you need to learn this $100,000 mm-hmm. level because now this $100,000 level comes with responsibility and expenses and if things happen. How are you going to make that $100,000 again? So that's a whole new level. And you continue to make more, continue to make more. It's still different levels you got to learn. So that, that's the thing. You're going to have to always continue to learn the new game each level that you level up. You got to learn that new level. And that's something that every uh, every man needs to understand that you, you don't feel comfortable because you make 40, now you make 100, and think you can use the same model that you made 40. It's not the same model. You got to learn that new 100 now. And you got to learn it quickly or at least prepare yourself now while you're making 40. So when you get to 100, you at least know what's going on versus like, dang, first you get smacked in the mouth. Now you got to learn this whole new 100 level. And now since you're at this 100 level, now you got to learn how to keep at this 100 level. And then you want to work your way up to the next one. So that's that's my warning to all the guys for sure. You, You better learn now. Yeah. No matter how much you're making, because if you know you want to get there, at least you're prepared for it versus you getting there and then now you want to learn. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I I think to me, um, especially for all the guys who are entrepreneurs, man, because there's there's so much information 
especially when you're young. I think the hardest thing to me is like the worst part I think about being a young a young person is making a lot when you're young. I really feel sorry for NFL players. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I feel gonna be so tough. sorry for them, man. It's gonna be extremely tough because I, as I get older, I feel like man. It's cool, make, especially the ones who do make the millions, you know, the, the select few. But, like, to be that young and to have that much money, you think about it. If people say the average NFL career is three to five years. Not for long, league. Three to five years. The average person graduates college, what, 22? Yeah, 22, 23. So that means from 25 to 27, that's, that's your career. That's all your money. What ends up happening is you are so, it's all your money is shock money. All of it, yeah. Because you're so, first you're young. Yes. Then not only are you young, but it's at the beginning of everything, figuring everything out. Either you give it to someone completely to manage it for you, which can be dangerous if they take a little bit off the top. Mm -hmm. And as you're figuring it out, it can be, it's going to be gone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, to me, it's so easy. Making 400000 what, 500000 a million, that's so easy for that to be gone. Easily. Easily can be gone. Especially Easily. with the, the, the culture now. Yeah. With, like, everybody got to wear the designer to get the pictures so they can be on NFL.com. Oh, you got to have some change, too. Yeah. You know what I mean, what you driving? You know what I mean? You can't just drive a Ford, you know, Toyota. Like whatever. You gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta, you know, show out. So yeah. yeah, man, it's it's it is a dangerous game to be in if you are in that level where you have that shock money, because shock money is not necessarily long term money. A hundred percent. And that, and and you gotta be able to steward that shock money well because, you know, it like I said, it's shock money. It doesn't mean long term. So, and if you spend all your shock money and you're not thinking about the long term, that's where, that's where people get desperate. And that's yeah. where people start taking shortcuts. And that's when we start seeing crazy ex-cowboys having daggum drug ring. And yeah. that, was, that was wild. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's, that's what I'm saying, man. It's just, it's, it's learning how that, learning money and being a good steward. You know, I do feel like you have to, you will make some mistakes to, to, to be able to learn from and bounce back from. But the moment you start taking shortcuts, that's when is is that's when you make it ten times harder to uh for yourself and for your family as yeah. well. Yeah. I just thought about it. I said, let's say a, a guy got a million dollar contract in the NFL and he was in the league for you know three three let's say four years. A million after taxes is what about six hundred thousand, depending on what uh, yeah, state you're in. Yeah, depending on state, yeah. Six hundred thousand, six times four is about twenty-four. That's two point four million that you'll have. You know, after paying your agent, he gets ten percent of that. So that's going to be two point two million. Then all of a sudden, you have two point two million for the next four years. You're gonna have to probably buy yourself a car. You don't have a car out of college to buy yourself a nice little home. You'll be able to furnish your home. You know, my, you know, take every family, this, that, and the third. It, what, what hit me was, like, to tell a person who just got money to take a majority of your money and put it away when you're so young and not to buy anything fun with it, mm-hmm. not to have one fun expense, it's almost impossible. Yeah, it, they you would have to like sit them down and create an a real life scenario, and and hopefully that scenario it would be shocking if they see the numbers. But the problem is they don't they don't the problem with numbers is numbers don't make sense unless you actually see it leave your account. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Shaq talks about it all the time. That's one of the famous uh, uh, interviews he talks about. Like, yeah, like, you don't understand until you spent it and you look back on it. It's like, this is what's going on. 100%. So, it's it's to me, to be able to prevent it, they all have to... Because to me, like, sending them an interview of... I mean, sending them an interview for a video to watch or watching Broke on Netflix or something, yeah. it doesn't create that, that shock value. It's yeah. like, 
it's it's either it's either just like really sitting down and creating that numbers and and I think if you set it up right it should create a a, a shock factor or it's one of those it's like you have they have to touch the stove for them to learn a lesson that's true and hopefully they don't get burned so much that it's like leaving a a terrible mark to the point where <clears throat> it's affecting everything else know it <clears throat> sorry about that. <laughs> Nah, man. I think I think hopefully people gain from this episode. the The goal of this episode was to warn men about the, the the temptations that come with success and women as well. Yeah. The shortcuts of success and to have that future sight. Yes. Have that future sight, that foresight, to be able to look into the future, to be able to plan accordingly, and to have men who've been there before to help guide you. Yeah. I think that's important. That's a very important thing. So, men. And women, link in the description below. I want to see you guys Saturday, March 5th in Atlanta, Georgia. Roommates live show and social. Great opportunity to have fun and meet some like-minded people. My name is Hafiz. Chris is the show, baby. I'll see y'all in Atlanta. We're the roommates and... Woo!